Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hey, what's rule number one? What's rule number one? Party. No, not party. No, it's not party. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 255. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Axon Tire would like to give the loyal listeners of the Moving Iron Podcast, I think, a pretty cool deal, Aaron. You tell me what you think. You get a free digital tire pressure gauge, right? As well as a free Firestone T-shirt. What you, what's your first that's reaction? That's incredible. I mean, to that me, that is absolutely top notch. That is that's like going to a farm show without actually going to a farm show. Is what that comes down to. <laughs> yeah, no shit. All right, all right. So if you're anytime you get up to T-shirt level in the swag market, that is just top notch. <laughs> that's exactly right. So if you are looking uh, to get something like that. Send an email to marketing at axontire.com, and uh, they will send out a free digital tire pressure gauge and a Firestone T-shirt. Those come in, I think they have them in four sizes. They got, well, I guess five. They got them in 380, 520, um, 650, 710, and 800. And for the cool kids out there, they got them in, in uh, the LSW. Right? The low, yeah, there you go. Got the old low sidewall out there, so... Depending on your shirt size, just let them know what that is with all your details at marketingaxontire.com, and they will send that out to you. So, Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years called Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs at Valley Transportation. Our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. All right, Aaron, how you doing this evening, man? I'm terrific. It has been a uh, it's been a roller coaster ride of a year, man. I tell you what, if you take a look at well, roller coaster ride of about three years now. You know, if you take a look at end of nineteen. 2021 20, and here we are and going into 22 we're in inside year number three of of this you know covid post-covid and now we're involved with all these different you know supposedly coming to the tail end of these shortages and what have you so 
throw the war of with Ukraine and Russia into the mix, and that just kind of extrapolates things a little bit more. And it's been a uh, it's been a wild ride when you start looking at equipment pricing. You start looking at um, how the new the new one comes in, and where's that depreciation point for the for the second buyer? What's that look like? Who are those buyers? Um, where are those buyers at? And how do you keep the new, or I'm sorry, the first trade guy um, away from buying the new one? And I think that's a that's been a finer line to walk uh, over the last couple of years, and I think it has ever been in my time in this business. So, I guess what what are your thoughts on on that right now? Well, a this this whole <clears throat> that we've been dealing with this crap for three years now. For three years, there has been something to deal with. Like, come on, there's f- fix it. Let's roll. You know, it's like it's getting old. It's almost going to become part of life. And then we all ate the bait, and now there you go. That's just where we're at. Mm-hmm. So that's my thoughts on that portion. However, with your uh, with your thinking on the how big that gap got to be and all that, that is a ter- terrific, terrific thing to discuss. And as we get into these, the prices almost every day, every month seems to change, you know, as, as we're dealing with, <coughs> with that in that world, everything's in so much fluctuation that I think that's going that would that's going to have some kind of impact on it too, but you know it used to be as as you evaluated equipment, what would you that that one year old five hundred hour thing, mm-hmm. what percent back of a new one would you typically say it would have to be? I don't know what it was, but somewhere between fifteen and twenty percent was pretty pretty common number you know if not maybe right. depending on the, up to 25 depending on what it was but that first you know like you said that first 500 hours are, are pretty expensive depreciation point right now when with all the availability struggles and pricing struggles and all this and the equipment business is that is that gap is that percent going to have to grow because we're talking Half a million dollar used machinery all over the place. That's the world we're in. I think. I think the key point of that is is how soon you can have the piece of equipment that you're looking at on trade. Right? If it's if it's a year out or whatever else before you get that other piece, that's one thing. If it's available today, that's a completely another another number. Right? And I think um, you know it's really hard to to put your finger on that right now because I mean I've watched auctions. Well, we talked about this earlier. You know. I've watched auctions where you thought you bought something stupid and paid too much for it, and just because of what the market did, you made 9% on the following month because right. of, of where things went, right? I think availability right now is all of the – everything in the in the used equipment guy's handbook is kind of thrown out the window right now, and if anybody can tell you that, that they've got kind of got it figured out, uh, as to what's happened with the market, I have a hard time believing that because it's moving from one month to the next month. Um, you know, if every time the price goes up, 
the and you have a, the available pieces of the equipment of new stuff. Every time, if, if new price goes up, what's available out there for used, it's going to fall right along with it. I mean, it's just that's just the nature of the beast. Um, so trying to figure out what that looks like and how you got those things pegged, we are definitely in a market of when you think that you've got it figured out you're, you're going to wake up the next morning and realize something crazy happened. Like, you know, we saw some still surcharges last year that were like 30 and 40% still surcharges on, on, right. you know, some short line stuff and some, and some specialty stuff and those kind of things. But those same still surcharges we saw across all the mainline manufacturers as well. They just got baked into a smaller percent, but the smaller percent was a bigger number on the other yeah, side of that. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You know? So I mean, it's just it's just those things you see happening there. Um, I think as you take a look at what's happening on the um, on the big picture side of it, you really start taking a look a hard look at what's where. Okay. My best example of this, of what I'm getting ready to talk about here, is is a chopper. And a chopper's been like this for as long as I've been in this business. And the reason for that is a chopper is it's a very specialized piece of equipment that is, quote-unquote, mass-produced, right? Quote-unquote, right? Um, I don't know the number of choppers that get produced um, worldwide every year, but it's not very many. It's, you know, a few thousand worldwide just you know. a handful too many right <laughs> some cases that's true um of all makes just just take that down yeah. just a little make the make the market a little hungrier yeah so if you think about it you know a few thousand get get made across all manufacturers right deer new holland crone Kloss, uh who am I all these different lineups that you see there you take a look at that first you know, a custom guy gets the gets the biggest, latest, and greatest, whatever, and goes out and d- does their thing, and they put five hundred to thousand hours on, or whatever it is, and it comes back, and it's you know, it depreciates fifty percent, forty percent, you know, something like that. It it, it or sixty percent. I mean, it's this huge number that comes back with depreciation costs, and two reasons for that. One is it's a it's a big machine that has uh, a lot of parts that need to be replaced when it gets to that point. But secondly, is that that second market, that the first buyer of the secondary marketplace, there's a certain point when they're going to jump into the market, right? Right. And and that's that's what you see there. I mean, you see a lot of guys that'll have a, you know, might have five hundred thousand dollar trade difference in the first year, and you know their nine hundred thousand dollar machine is now a four hundred thousand dollar machine, and that because yep. that's where the first buyer is going to come into play at, right? Um, and there's something compared to all the other lines out there where that first to second is such a big damn gap, mm-hmm. but second to third is as narrow as any other. Oh, sure. Machinery. Yeah, it's it's because not there, yeah. there's not a you get to that point where the you know the last seventy nine eighty. And the first 8,800 or other than you got a huge, dramatic series change in there. But you're getting to the point where the guy who's writing the check is looking both ways. Yeah, I think you're right. And that's that's kind of where I think in my example now, as you start looking at a, at a more mainline piece of equipment, 
and you could pick you pick them right you pick whatever number you whichever machine you want right now whether it's a four drive a combine a row crop tractor um, rotary hose that's a good example too um if you bought a rotary hoe in the last two years you're, if you bought a new one today it costs you about 60 percent more than it costs you to start with yeah. <laughs> but you know as you as you as you look at that well, I'm going to use four-wheel drives as, as my example here today. So let's just say you go out and you get a, you know, you know uh, whether it's a, doesn't matter what it is, right? If it's a Deer, 9RX, 640, or a, a Case, um, well, what's their, their, their quad track? Um, 620. 620, yeah, there you go. Either one of those you get, if you get, you know, three-point PTO, high-flow pump, um, you know, you get it pretty well loaded up you, you got a 700 even get the refrigerator in a seat and did you notice they changed some of the, on the deers they kind of changed where the refrigerator is on the newer ones instead of uh -huh. being instead of being under the seat it's kind of back on top behind the buddy seat so you don't have oh have yes yes more ergonomic it's more, it's more like dorm fridge idea yeah, now it's, it's more, <laughs> more ergonomic but anyway if you, if you take a look at one of those machines and you start doing the math on that you have a seven hundred thousand dollar four-wheel drive tractor right Right. Two track, even 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 about the same, you know. And you start doing the math on that, and you start thinking about what it is. How, how many guys do you have out there that are, you know, where does that point hit? You know, is it is it if the new one's seven hundred, seven hundred fifty thousand, something like that? Is it are you starting to look at that at six fifty? Starting to look at that at five hundred? Are you starting? To, I mean, where does that line pop in, and what's that look like? And that's a that's a dance that you got to play. And right now, it's hard to make that that where that place is at because, like I said earlier, if you have a machine that's worth that's available today, it's it's got a different price structure than a machine that's available in a year because no one knows what a year looks like. So you're playing you're playing the game of yeah, kind of, the, of guessing. The crystal you know? ball factor right now is just batshit insane. Yeah, and I don't I, I don't know how you even begin. Yeah, and I think. It's hard. It's you know when you start looking at at where those where those lines play in, and it kind of makes you start thinking about. And my you know we've talked about it on here. I had a setup in place until the until the Ukraine um, Russia thing kicked off, and I, I think that 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 whole timeline's gotten moved farther to the to the right there. I mean, you start looking at twenty twenty five now instead of twenty four. Um, you know if if they don't get a crop planted this year and that's you know I've I've read they're I mean, not that they're not going to plant anything. I mean, there's some guys that are going to plant some stuff, but it, it's diesel fuel so hit and miss that you don't you don't know what's going to go where. So it's pretty safe to say that it, there's no major agri agri agricultural crop um, exports coming out of out of Ukraine this year, right? right. Very safe bet. Um, what does come out is going to be you know not not much to talk about, and it's going to have a big huge effect on. The overall marketplace right now, um, especially with what's going on with Russia and, and, and how the world's kind of stacked up against them, you start looking at grain exports and those kind of things. I mean, I know they can send stuff to China and all that, but again, it, it's just a mess all the way around. So, you know, you start looking at yeah, you start looking at uh, at the way things are now, and you throw interest rates going up. You start talking about um, you know cost of just inflation is, is, is climbing still all these different things we have going in, in in the play here 
when I start looking at 2025, because that's that's my new that's my new number. You know, that's my new time where I think we're going to start seeing some some major issues pop up. You know what I mean by major issues is that we're going to have we're going to have some equipment sitting on the lot. You know, we're going to have things that are be sitting there and, and the way things are looking and those kind of things. Twenty five will be like the first inventory adjustment. Yeah, I think that's when you have. Well, you'll be looking out there, and you'll be like, or in- inventory realization. I think, Let's yeah, call it that. Inventory realization. Yeah, it'll give you that opportunity when you can sit back and have the have the conversation with your used equipment guys, and being like, yeah, uh, you can go door to door handing out pamphlets on the twenty twenty five equipment realization, inventory realization. You it's could do. That. Are th- you ready? I think to me that's. That's when this conversation of where's that line for the first first buyer come into play, and that's that's going to be it's going to be a tough one because I mean, I, you know, your guess is as good as mine as to what that looks like and how those things play out. But I think in twenty five is that first real conversation that you have, and really that first real conversation that you that you kind of start having when you start really having that conversation. To me, is is you know midway through, you know, starting out twenty four. When I, I would hope that by 2023, and you go through the whole year, that all the factories are back up and running, and everybody's got the parts and, and the logistics chains are 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 figured out. And you've got you know truck drivers back driving trucks and container shippers shipping containers and those kind of things, and everything's back to some level of normalcy. When the uh, when the factories are back oh, they're, up, they're getting shipped. It's getting unloaded is the problem. Well, I mean that's that's the whole that's part part of all of that, you know. So when you start looking at um, the the big picture of everything, when the factories at a hundred percent capacity and they're they're getting everything out like they're supposed to be getting out, and you're not ordering a, a tractor twelve months ahead of the schedule. And things are showing up in you know three month period, two four month period, six months something like that. Now all of a sudden you have a different conversation that you're having with your people. Uh, you're having a conversation of uh, okay, so everything's really kind of available now. And what's that do to what's that do to pricing? And where's that price take to? I, I think that knocks twenty five or thirty percent off the price pretty quick. And that's a big adjustment because you're talking big numbers, man. Yeah, <clears throat> we're not talking hundred thousand dollar used combines. Yeah, but I, th- this this initial blow, to my, my opinion, I don't I don't know that it's going to be that big of a deal. Um, in the in the overall, you know, scale of everything, because I mean, if you're buying something right now, you're buying it because you need it, right? You're buying it because you have. Um, there's some there's something there that's that's pushing you to do that. It's not you're not buying it out of necessity, right? You're not buying it because, uh, or not buying it out of want necessarily. You're buying it out of necessity, and that necessity is, right. you know, I've got twenty five hundred hours on my combine. I've got you know seven thousand hours on my four wheel drive. I've got you know you just run down the list. And there's a lot of people listening to this that are saying like, well, I've got seven. I just bought a seven thousand hour tractor. You know, that's different pieces of equipment kind of flow to different parts of the customer base and i think that's where that that lines of delineation i've talked about before where you know you have the new buyer that buys the new you've got the first trade guy that's buying that first trade in 
You got yeah. uh, so on and so forth it, right down the line, but those lines are green. Segments are going through the same thing because the the guy that just bought the seven thousand hour tractor, he's a ten to fifteen hour at at home. That's why he bought the seven. You know, but even even down in his category, it's been huge changes. I think that's that's your point. Right. It doesn't matter what segment you're in; it's all of. Also to that same point is if you go back to 2009, 10, and 11, and 12, and 13, and look at those time frames, there were a lot of guys that were coming to the table and buying a brand new combine, and just a one-off brand, one-off new machine. And right. Got, you know, and I think I think those those customer segments have become those walls have become very thick and very high around them because you start looking at some of these I mean, not every operation can afford a half million dollar combine right not every not every operation can afford a three hundred fifty thousand dollar used combine either you know what i mean so it's it's you start or you know a five hundred thousand dollar used four-wheel drive or four hundred thousand dollar used drive or or uh you know three hundred seventy five thousand four hundred thousand dollar used row crop tractor i mean there's like all these big numbers are getting thrown out there, and people, and, and there's not there's not a short line of people to buy them either, right? There's there's a long line of people out there looking to buy stuff, right? But it's the the people that are looking to buy stuff, they're looking to buy a used piece of equipment. I don't, I haven't had too many conversations with guys where they're like, well, if I can't get a used one, I just go ahead and get a new one. No one said that to me. No, I don't. I'm not. I don't hear that being said, right? They're saying I need to go go find me a used one that's got the similar setup, the similar hours. Well, that's because they know. My God, the used one's already four hundred. The new one's got to be six. No way on earth. Right. And that's my point. So I'm I mean, interested. yeah. And that's my point. It's it's that knowing what that 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 line of people, what that line of customers like. You bought a new one. Who you taking the first one to? Who you taking the second one to? Who you taking the third one to? Uh, all the way through those trade cycles and. That washout cycle, I mean, that's something that people have talked about, and we hear people talk about it all the time. But I don't, I, don't, I can't tell you that it's been that heavily invested in over the last couple of years, um, last 10 years, you know, um, like it was, you know, the previous 10 years before that. You know, if you go back to 1998, 19, well, 1995 to 2005, there was a pretty realistic, you know, you know, Ted likes, you know, Joe's trade in, so his trade is going to go, or his new one, he, you know, when, when Ted, right. when Joe trades yeah. something, Ted loves that. Ted's always lines up to get Joe's trade in, you know, and that, that kind of stuff. And not to say that hadn't happened, you know, since then, but it just seemed like the stories and conversations I've had with people I'm doing this for, you know, 30 or 40 years, they always had, you know, guy that was not always, but they always knew that. You know, whenever Joe traded in his new tractor that he ran for three, two or three years, that, that Ted was going to buy that. You know, right? And, exactly. And and Bill was going to buy Ted's trade in. You know what I mean? Like they knew, they kind of knew that, right? And, and all three of them bought new in in ten, eleven, and twelve, and screwed the whole thing up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of that, but so I think as as you look at some of this stuff and and you're looking at the way things are priced, to me, you know, I, I got to say that I have. My real big concern is is how how soon and how fast does that new where where's that new got to fall in for that first generation used buyer to buy that piece of equipment? 
and not compare it to a new one if they can if they're in that you know if the new is readily available. Right. Obviously, right now it doesn't matter because there's no new to hat be had, right? If you if, if it's someone, <laughs> yeah, you know, or used, yeah. But you have a better shot of getting something used than you do new right now. So it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird dynamic, and I think that 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 uh, what's the what's the word like the prolification of 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 how these these machines are going to start going across out of the factory faster is going to have a a, a bigger impact. On, on where that used value falls into and how fast it goes backwards. Hit us with that word one more time. Prolification. Prolification. Very nice. <laughs> that Today's yeah. vocabulary word, children, is <laughs> prolification. <laughs> we don't talk about machinery, damn it. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are the conversations you're having with guys about this when you talk to him on the phone? Um, basically, it's it's almost like it doesn't matter who you talk to, whether it's you know more of the dealer principal type guy, the used guy, um, wholesaler, farmer. I mean, everybody's just like, what on earth? It's just a wild ride, and just hang on, man. You know. Nobody's got anything that they can let go because everything's short. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just uh, it's it's kind of a beat your head against the wall a lot, a hell of a lot. And then every once in a while, you knock a brick loose, and then that brick is worth eleven billion dollars. Sure, and yeah. and then you just keep doing it. So. Has anyone talked to you? I mean, has anyone said anything about what's this? What's it look like when this this is over? Not like they should be, honestly. I mean, there there's not a lot of. I think last week is the first time I've had anybody mention anything about when the dust settles. When the dust settles, I mean, it's like you know, the dust settles after someone dumps a you know, five cubic yard bucket of dirt on your head. That's 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 when the dust settles. That's what that's gonna right. be like. It's already here. Yeah. You just can't see it all real clearly yet, but it, it's oh it's here. That's why the dust is here. But I think the the different like I said a million times here, the difference between this marketplace and other marketplaces that we've had to, we've got to fill back up the inventory. Inventory yeah, line so much. There's nothing it's it's a both side issue which right. it's never banned. Right. And that's the, I think that's where the saving grace is right now for, um, for the situation that we're heading into. Right. right, is that there's we don't have a lot of used equipment to to sell into. Right, you you should have given the nature of the beast and and how much backfill it is going to take. You should be able to see it very clearly, very open in front of you, and be able to properly adjust and. Not have any issues. I mean, everybody everybody got to getting pissed off at your cousin playing Super Nintendo. Everybody just got to hit reset, okay? <laughs> we all got to hit reset, start <laughs> over. There's no reason for anybody to have problems now. Right. Except choppers. I mean, I think... <laughs> I mean, I think the... Uh, I mean, the best analogy I've thought about in my head is, uh, you know, out here where we live at, if you're if you drive by the same pasture every day, 
and there's nothing out there but just rolling grassland right and out in the middle on top of this hill you see not you don't see a cedar tree you see a cottonwood tree sitting up there on the hill and then you come back tomorrow and you see another cottonwood tree sitting on top of that hill and you come back the next day on the third day you come back and you see the third cottonwood tree sitting up there and you're like hold on hold on a second when, when did these cottonwood trees come up out here when, when did they start seeing these cottonwoods pop up out here like this that to me is is the same thing. Like you're looking out your window and you see, you know, two balers, and then next thing you got a combine sitting there, and then all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, we have a we have a used row crop tractor sitting out here. When did that happen? And it's still here. You know, those. I think that's when. You know, you, you obviously need to have a, a lot better control of your inventory than just like, oh look, there's. I didn't realize we had a used. And that, I've done that before where I'm like, I didn't realize we had a used row crop tractor right now. I mean, look. Where'd that come from, you know? I look through inventory all day, every day, and I'll be like, what? What is that? Yeah. And I think that's when you see that that second or third, you know, one-year-old, 500-hour um, row crop tractor sitting out there on the, on the line, and you're going, then that's when you start having that conversation with yourself, and you're like, holy crap, we've, we've got inventory now. Right now we have to start managing inventory again. Like holy crap, well, man, what are we doing? Yeah, but just the fact that it's sitting there—I mean, it's got to get a little. Let the clock start taking on it, then get worried. But my point is, you have just not one, it, not two, but, but you have three. Eventually, we're going to have the time where it doesn't sell in ninety minutes. Right. It sells within like six months, which is totally fine. Right. But that's not, like, well, not the state of panic that we're all. <laughs> all in but that that's gonna be and maybe that's how it starts it'll be like a backwards situation well i think the first the first situation that i'm gonna pay attention to is when you start looking through inventory and you've got you have three used row crop tractors sitting there and 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 you know you go you go pull up quote you go pull up all these different things you start looking through all the you know salesforce and all these different things that we got tools to go track who's doing what with what and you don't see anything on them then all of a sudden you're like oh this is uh, this is uncharted territory. I mean, I mean, it's not, but it, if it'll feel like it, you know what I mean. Like it'll be like, whoa, right. whoa. it's not windy today. What are we supposed yeah. to do? <laughs> is it twenty eighteen? What the hell? <laughs> so I think that that's where I'm. That's that's some like leading indicators to me when I start seeing those kind of things. And then obviously the big thing is to start watching those kind of. Um, machines get sold obviously combines are going to get sold first at auction that happens all the time right that's not oh, yeah. they're going to go get beat up for three years before anything else shows up on the auction block and then all of a sudden you start seeing some four-wheel drives show up and a sprayer or two and then you got you know a, a row crop tractor or two and and it starts all over again and i think that starts in 25 20 i think you'll 25. have a sprayer problem I think that'll be second to combines. There's been a lot of sprayer business the last few years, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I think at some point that's all going to catch up and that'll probably be about the time that that does that as well. So, But it'll be interesting because, you know, like I said earlier, this is the first time we're selling into no inventory. And right. how long is it going to take to catch up? But, you know. When do, when do interest rates start playing into, I was going to buy that, but now it's cost me, you know, 7% interest to, to is what I'm looking at now. And 
of course, we got a long ways to go before we get there. But that being said, I mean, what happens when that starts coming down the line? And if you think about it, we've been in this business. I've been in this business for 20 years, and I have never, ever dealt over 20 years in this business now. And <laughs> and I have never, ever had interest be an issue in that entire 20 years. Yep. It's, it's always been under five. Like, guy, it gets to four, and guys are like, man, I don't know. And I'm like, shit, dude. It's four. Right. <laughs> like, we're not going to be in, like, well, I suppose 2%. I guess we can make that work. Like, that it wasn't going to be there forever, right. you know. And I also think it's a, it's a point of reference because up until – 2008 i mean interest rates i mean when i first started this doing this in 2006 uh 2007 i mean having five and a half or six percent interest was was a pretty common thing you know it wasn't that wasn't a big deal and you know you spend what 15 years at at pretty much zero percent interest um i mean guys were fighting over who could do zero percent interest the longest and and Tractor house ads, you know. It's just, right, yeah. You know, and it was, you know, it, zero for ten years. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was one of those things. So I don't know. It, it's going to be a interesting situation, and in, in seeing how that dust settles when you start looking at who is the, uh, who is the, who's the first buyer, and and where they come, where they coming in at, um, who's the second buyer, and where they're coming in at. Who's the third buyer and where they're coming in at? And then what are you going to do with the fourth and the fifth and, the, and so on and so forth? I mean, I think that that cut that cut off between the third trade and taking it to the fourth guy is start is going to start getting harder and harder and harder as as yeah. things progress down the line. For sure. So, all right, I feel like it's a good place to stop. Aaron, if folks want to reach out to you and get more information about what it is that you're doing, what's the best way to do that? Uh, smoke signal. Okay. Uh, homing pigeon. And, or damn, it'd be carrier pigeon. That's I screwed true. it all up. Yeah, there, that's what you get. That's what you carrier. get. Carrier pigeon. Uh, uh, very per- active on the Twitterverse from time to time, at Aaron Fintel on uh, the Facebook Aaron Fintel, uh, call me, text me, 308-760-1193. Right on. And I am Casey Seymour. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's where you find the latest editions of the Moving Iron Podcast. Also, any blogs get posted there as well. Uh, go to movingironllc.com for the entire library of the Moving Iron Podcast. All the blogs are posted there. And you get all the information for the Moving Iron Summit coming up in Nashville, Tennessee. That's September 6th, 7th, and 8th uh, at the Hilton Downtown Nashville. Um, if you're a dealer of any kind, if you deal in only used equipment, come. If you are a mainline manufacturer, uh, dealers, come. If you are anyone that, that messes with used equipment or talks to people about used equipment, you should probably come to this thing. So so <clears throat> check it out. Um, dealers from across the country, um, Canadian dealers, when they're not locked in their country because of COVID, uh, they come. Uh, we got some people from Europe, again, when they can travel, they, they come as well. Um, so check it out. I think it's well worth your time. Um, been doing it since 2013. Aaron's been to all of them. And there's a uh, 
a good camaraderie that comes from that. Plus, you also you get to make put a lot of faces with names. So, what's one of the biggest takeaways you get from that every year? Aaron? Well, it's it's absolutely the networking, you know, right. and and you don't talk much business at all whatsoever when you're there. I I never do anyway. It's you know this guy you call, text, and email the other 362 days of a year. Now you see him, you're in the same room as him and mm -hmm. you know, you're sitting by him at meetings and shooting the shit and just getting to know people and how they work and what they're after and what they're about. I mean, it's, that's, that's tremendous. Yeah. And there, there's a lot of, there is a lot to get away from the, or to take away from the programming as well. Right on. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, that's, that's the one thing too, is like you get the occasional, what are you guys doing with combines? What are you guys doing with full drives? What happens with, you know, this, that, and other thing? How do you handle these situations? You get a little bit of that, but it is a lot of just getting to know everybody and, and networking and, and, uh, taking a few things away from, uh, from the speakers that come. So highly recommend that you, uh, check that out here. Relationships. Building relationships. Fostering relationships across, Fostering. across manufacturer lines. Um, the, uh, if you're still interested, if you want to come to that, go to movingironllc.com. Go to the Moving Iron Summit tab. Check that out. All the information is there. Uh, if you need more information, send me an email at movingironpodcast at movingironpodcast.com, and I will get that to you. So i got a YouTube channel as well. Check that out. Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. Check that out. And I uh, also got a LinkedIn page. Check that out as well. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennell. Let's go let's move some iron, folks. I can't believe I just said it like that. Let's go move some iron, folks. Out. Axon Tire is going to have more tips, tricks, and client advice throughout the year and in September at the Moving Iron Summit in Nashville. If you're looking to sign up for the event, please head over to movingironllc.com. We hope to see you there. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving on